are now listening to another leadership podcast by C3 Church San Diego. For more information about our church, go to c3sandiego.com. Hey guys, here we are again for another amazing podcast. I'm here with the incredible wow. Reverend <laughs> Pastor Dr. James Murray. That's on my business card now. Oh, it needs to I'm be. thinking it's it's a panoramic style business card. Oh, yeah, God. it's pretty special. End of that tour. You should folks. actually have a ring rather than a business card, and just so it's endless. So yeah. people just read it. Reverend, Doctor, Apostle, <laughs> Bishop, going around. Pastor. These unending un- circles. <laughs> I love it. It's true. Well, hey, it's good to be back on the Leadership Podcast here with Pastor Jurgen and myself, and and we are we're excited because there's so many good things coming up. One of them being our Empower Conference. In the last week of June. June 27 and June 29, Empower Conference. Who's coming? Who's coming to that? Mate, we have got uh, Sergio Delamora, local guy. He's going to come and just kick off on the Wednesday night. I with didn't our know leaders. that. With yeah, the leaders. leaders awesome. thing. And then we've got uh, Sergio. Benny Breakthrough Perez ben from Perez. Las Vegas, Nevada coming. We've got uh, Bishop Michael Pitts coming from Ohio. Unbelievable. We have got all the way from Australia, uh, Dr. Robbie Sonderegger. So, Dr. Robbie, our Dr. favorite. Dr. Robbie, he is Dr. awesome. Dr. Ribeye. And, uh, you know, and then uh, uh, we've got uh, Henry Seeley, former hey, Pioneer worship leader doing yeah. worship. And that's then we've good. got um, Natalie Miller doing the, uh, the kids. So, Come like, on. it is, I mean, I'm, if, if I wasn't the pastor, I would be signing up. That's how yeah. good it looks. That lineup, that exposure, mm. and um, that's really what we want to do. We want to expose people, help them to go to the next level mm. on every facet. And it's not even just, it's a generational conference. We're going, yeah. you know, for families, don't think yeah. it's something that I have to get a sitter for the next, for those couple of days. No. Uh, you can bring your kids along. They're going to have oh, a fantastic go time. She, she is easily, Natalie Miller is easily the best uh, ventriloquist, you know, kids, puppet ventriloquist in the world. Like, yeah. I've seen her stuff. It's amazing. She She's funny. She's very good. So yeah. there's so many great things there. So make sure you uh, block that out in your calendars and get along. And, it, and it's crazy. It's $50. What? $50. $50. Uh, I, don't know how, I don't know how that <laughs> flipping made it through the, uh, obviously, I was I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you. It's $50. Okay. All right. By the way. Go. Yeah. By the way, Pastor, Just we want to boost your faith yeah. a little bit. So we're going to make it $50. So I'm washing dishes again. Yeah, the Lord told me. I've got... I've got to, take, told me you needed to, got to do, do those night jobs again. Okay. Oh, that's all right. We'll just, I'll just get my wife out. Lucky and someone just... died to themselves today. You know, that old chestnut. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, so anyway, we're back again. And one of the topics we want to talk about, which is one of the big ones uh, in church life and even beyond, is the topic of vision. Or in, or in Mexico, vision. 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 Vision, my friend. In some of our... Vision on victory. Asian company, you know, oh, countries oh, is vision. Oh, vision. Vision. Oh, so oh. There's, uh, there's, it's, it's definitely a universal it word. Is, it is universal. And a uh, universal yep. topic. So we want to we want to touch base on it and talk about uh, vision. So let's let's kick it off. Again, try not to, you know, again, it's a topic that's been talked about a lot. Okay, here we go. We're going to talk about vision again. But we kind of want to talk about it in a different light to shed uh, maybe a new uh, perspective here on, on vision. The power of vision. Why is it needed? Because often, uh, and we'll talk about this throughout it, is that a lot of people love the idea of vision, but do they believe or are they living out the practicalities of practical vision and consistent vision? Yeah. Which I think was a really good thing yeah. we should talk about. So yeah. let's talk about it first things first. Uh, vision. What, why? Why do you need vision? Yeah, you know, I, I read a statement today that um, 
that when we're younger, the first 40 years of our life, we live mainly out of our imagination. So there's, huh. you know, left and right brain hemispheres and uh, vision is dependent on the imagina- the imaginative side of our brain. Wow. The problem is if we don't live right, mm-hmm. if, we, if we say, yeah, you know what, God, you can kind of, uh, you know, go for a ride with your commandments. I'm going to live my life my way. What right. ends up happening by the time we're 40, we've got more regrets when we've created more mess. And we start living out of memory. So you're either living out wow. of uh, out of imagination or memory. Huh. The day that you transition from imagination to memory is the day you start dying. And uh, and what fills mental institutions, not just in America but all over the world, is people who are stained and they are bound with regrets. If wow. only is living out of memory. Wow, wow. God created us to live with vision. That's why you know Joel two twenty eight. The last days I put my spirit on all flesh, sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men see visions, old men dream dreams. Why is that? Because the Holy Spirit will come and reactivate that imaginative side so that you're imagining again, you're dreaming again, your vision. So vision is important to to every part of life. In fact, everything that exists, Mm. everything that exists, the computer screen in front of you exists because... At one point, it existed in someone's vision. Mm-hmm. Someone had a vision when yeah. when they first said, "Oh, you know, that every home would have a computer." People thought, "Why would people want to have this massive monstrosity that takes up an entire room of yeah. a house in their room?" Because they didn't have the vision to understand. No, no, a personal laptop computer or mm-hmm. a, you know a desktop mm-hmm. computer because they mm-hmm. vision. But everything Disneyland began in in as a vision, yeah. and today it's it's a reality. Every building. Yeah. Every every you know invention, car, motorcycle, air conditioning began yeah. Yeah. with vision. So vision's important because you know it, something has to be born in the invisible before it's born in the natural. Mm. Somebody has to see it. And so in Genesis one, God says, "Let us make man in our image and in our likeness." So in the image of God, we, He created male and female. He created them. God said, "Be fruitful and multiply, have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air." beast of the field and then the next thing that God says Genesis one twenty nine is C. See. Wow. So the first mm. prerequisite, so here's the wow. commandment. Wow. Be fruitful and multiply. Here's the commandment. Have dominion over the earth, subdue. But then the, the way that you're going to do that is to see. Wow. See, I have given you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, most people that you know in America right now are shifting there's a culture shift towards a handout mentality to a, a welfare mm. mentality looking mm. to the government to provide me benefits. And that only happens when you can't see what God has given you. Mm -hmm. You need to see what God has given you. God said to Joshua, shout, for I have given you Mm -hmm. the city. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of Christians that are on mute. They have no shout. They have no joy because they don't know what God's given them. Mm -hmm. You know, and so God has given us, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the oil of joy for the spirit of sadness, you know, mourning. No, he's given us joy. He's Mm -hmm. given us victory. So vision is is imperative. You mm. cannot live without vision. You cannot lead without vision. Mm. You have to have vision. And vision is something that God supplies, and it's how the Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit speaks through vision. That was him just calling up in it the was. background. Yeah. And we just put him on a, left a message. I think he's going to leave a message. Because we're busy. You're amazing, right? James. You are amazing. <laughs> I know. He's always leaving me Your messages. Your dedication... <laughs> To the task and staying on task it? is amazing. Yeah, I try my best. Even the Holy Ghost has to be on hold for a moment. <laughs> just, just for Una Mementa. Una Mementa. But that's true. So, so, so vision is such an important thing. Now, as a leader, let's put this in a leadership perspective. Yeah. 
how important is it for our leaders out there, leader listeners? Yeah. Uh, how's important? How important is it for them to have vision? It's so important because um, look, the reason you've got to have vision is because you will face disappointments, trials, tribulations, negative responses, ups and downs. You know tragic calamities, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And what keeps you focused is vision. Yeah. You have a vision and it's what gets you through. It's wow. the vision of the finish line yeah. that gets the guy over the hurdles. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, uh, I remember Florence Chadwick when she when she first tried to swim the English Channel. I love Florence. Fr- she was great, wasn't she? <laughs> she was cute. She, oh my God. She tried to swim from, the, uh, from obviously from, uh, I think it was uh, Dover in England all the way over to um, Paris, France, or wherever it was, Biarritz, somewhere on the the French coast. Mm. She got two miles out. I mean, I don't know how many miles it is, a hundred and something miles, but she got two miles out and gave up because of the heavy fog. Wow! And you know the the shooting, you know the sharks and everything that are cruising there, and and she got two miles out and she gave up because she couldn't she couldn't see couldn't the the see. end. Wow! And then when when they put her on the boat, they said she said if only I could have seen it. I wouldn't have quit, and I think that that's a lot yeah. of a lot of businesses, a lot of ministries, a lot of pastors, mm. a lot of leaders. Mm. Man, if I could have just seen the finish line, well, that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to see the finish line. See it already. So He speaks Love to the that. children of Israel in Egypt about a, a land flowing with milk and honey, mm-hmm. but then doesn't take him directly there. It takes him through a wilderness because the test was vision. Can you hold on to vision while you're in a dry, waterless, you know, hostile environment, while you're walking through what seems like hell, challenge, and difficulty, Mm. God is processing you, can you hold on to the vision? And it's interesting, the guys that made it into the promised lands were the ones that held the vision Mm. that yet God is bringing us into, Mm. God is bringing us into. Mm. The guys who didn't make it into there was the ones who said, no, we can't go in. We, the land is too great. The people are too numerous. Mm. The cities are too fortified. There are giants there Mm. that forgot what God said. So really it was a vision challenge. So leadership, whether you're in business, whether you're, you know, a student, whether you're a youth pastor, a senior pastor, in any sphere of leadership, you've got to have vision. Vision will take you through your trials and your challenges Mm. to get you to your destination. That's great. So here's one of the big things even I heard recently. A lot of times we have vision, but a couple of things we don't do with vision, which would be good to get your thoughts on. Number one, we don't make it clear. Yeah. Number two, we don't make it portable. Wow. So so let's talk about number one for a second there, clear vision. How would you project, how would you encourage our listeners to get clear vision? Because, you know, you can have a real crazy, you know, amazing yeah. big vision, but yeah. until it's... Yeah. You know, write it down, make it exactly. plain. It's the Habakkuk, you know, so they can run with it. Exactly. So, so how do you do that for a church? So that you yeah. know, you can have a great vision in your mind. Yeah. But how do you do it in such a way that it does become which of those two things? Number one, yeah. clear, plain. Yeah. And also, two, portable. They can run with it. Yeah. Right. So how do you think you do that? Number one, let's talk about how do you make it plain. Yeah. Well, exactly. Habakkuk two two. You have to write it down. Like right. if you can't if you can't articulate the vision, then it's 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 ethereal. Yeah, yeah. Like people can't grab a hold of it. So I think is what you're saying is this kind of yeah, so yeah. you know so you've got to be able to write it down. It's mm. got to be plain English. You've mm. got to be able to mm. write down what the vision is. Yeah, yeah. And then I honestly believe it actually needs to dominate your <clears throat> communication. Wow. And, it, and you need to simplify it. Sometimes you know the world that we live in. Uh, we want to impress people by, you know, our ability to, to uh, capitulate the complexities of the, but don't do that. Just actually keep it make, simple. Make it simple. The yeah. KISS principle. Keep yeah. it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and just break it down really simple and then communicate. And so, 
you know, for me, like, it's really simple goals with, with every area in our church, whether it's pastoral care, whether it's connect groups, mm. setting real numerical goals, and then behind that, how that fits in with the vision. Mm. Mm. How, you know, growing a youth ministry, being involved in the high schools. Tonight's yeah, yeah. our stadium night. Yeah, yeah. Why we want to be reaching kids. Why we want our buses <clears throat> to come. Why yeah. we want unchurched people to come. Yeah. Why we need our kids going nuts with mm. phones and texts and, you know, getting people there, whatever yeah. the cost. Yeah. You know, it's vision. It's mm. communicating. So people are always living with vision mm. so that they can run with it. People actually need instruction. Mm. Sometimes we assume as a leader, oh, because I see it, everybody sees it, but they don't. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I found that as a leader, you know, it's it's the repetition. Mm. You know, sometimes it can take a hundred times before someone, oh, now I, now I see yeah. what you're talking about. Hence the reason for the power of consistency, right? Making it as consistent. Because exactly. we're changing it all the time. Yeah. I just started to get going with it, but yeah. now it's changing again. Yeah. Now, here's, here's something actually for our listeners. You need to catch this because it's something that's been a big part of our church culture. And even, uh, you know, Pastor Jürgen, back in the day with our, our youth ministry days in uh, back, back in the good old... <laughs> But we we, uh, we had a whole idea of always work backwards from the end result, yeah. Which was ultimately the vision, yeah. So here's the vision. Let's work backwards because people are always wondering, man, how do I get there? Yeah. But sometimes the question is, if you're already there, what do you have to be doing differently? Very good. Not necessarily That's how do I get there. Just change your exactly. perspective from the vision first. So yeah. so you've got to make it clear, and you just yeah. said that already. Make it clear yeah. for people, and the consistency of clearness. Now, how do you get it to a point where it's it's portable? Because again, I find that a lot of people. Maybe in church life, what happens is uh, we talk about vision at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Hey, here's the vision. Yeah. We get to the end of the year, we check our goals. Yeah. And we go, what what happened? And you're like, well, you never talked about it. Yeah. You know, it was never consistent or portable for the people. So how do you do that? How would you get a vision? And for our guys out there who maybe are running a youth ministry, young and old ministry, kids ministry, or even a church, how do you get it to a point where they can, uh, again, vision's not just... For them, they want the people yeah. to own it too. Yeah. How do you break it down into a portable way Brilliant. That, that can spread? Well, I think it's exactly what you just said, Pastor James. Uh, portable is practical. Mm. And love it's got to be practical. Yeah. It's got to be applicable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, God doesn't give us vision to show off. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't kind of give us this grandiose vision. So I gave it to you. <laughs> don't even think twice about trying to fulfill it, you little pleb. <laughs> you, don't, you, you ain't got, what, Good it, luck with that ain't one, got what it takes to... Yeah, he doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah. You knock yourself yeah. out. You know, yeah. Now, yeah. He, he gives us vision because he wants to show you what's possible. Wow. But then the next step, and that's what the beautiful thing about vision is, vision draws us to be dependent upon God. Mm. But God is practical. Mm. Moses, quit crying out to me. Stretch out your rod over the water. Practical. Mm. Mm. You know, Joshua, march around the city. Practical. Mm. Mm. So, so God gives us vision, but then once you have vision... If you don't apply practical, it's mm. not portable. Yeah. So Joshua calls all the men of war, mm. and then he calls all the musicians, and he calls all the trumpets and all the priests to bear the ark, and he rallies all the people. Mm. So he takes vision and he makes it portable, which is practical. Mm. And I think that you know, in, in church, we have to make it practical. Mm. This is what the vision is. Now, people mm. may not see the vision. You may be the only one that sees the vision clearly. But you can break that vision down, practical. And the vision is always the what. So why, tell me why I'm doing these follow-up phone calls. Why am I cold calling why? people well, who went there on a yeah, Sunday? Yeah. Because our vision is to mm. impact the city. Our mm. vision is to grow the church. Our vision is to, mm. to make disciples. That's Love our that. vision. Love to that. do that, oh, oh, okay, I get it now. 
And to, you totally. know, so it's it's yeah. got to have a practical outworking. Mm. And uh, and like you said, you start at the end and then you move forward. Mm. Probably you know this is this is kind of a, a bit of a side a sidetrack, Pastor James. But I I, I would if, uh, honestly my biggest challenge with vision has been God gives me a vision. I'm excited about the vision. I want the vision to come to pass. But then there are parts of me where I I disqualify myself. Oh man, oh man, I, I don't know if I. You know, really, if I believe that I'm capable of fulfilling that vision, mm. and I found my biggest challenge is being that person wow. of that vision. Wow. So when you said before, you know, about you know, you got to have a vision, and what's your behaviours like? Yeah. Well, when when I went from youth pastor to senior pastor, mm. the vision that God gave me was businessmen and businesswomen, incredibly highly successful people mm. in my church. Well, the truth is, I was intimidated mm. by highly successful people. Being a youth pastor for 15 years, I was fantastic at winning younger people. I was pretty good at winning my peers, mm. but older people, mm. I, I didn't know how to relate. I didn't know how to win them, and I didn't know how to. And so I had to make some behavior mm. modifications. Wow. I had to let the vision mm. change a lot of my paradigms. And I wow. reckon that's where a lot of guys fail. They have a vision, but they don't let that vision from yeah. God shape them. Wow. So God gives Moses a vision mm. of delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt. Mm. So Moses has to go and stand before the most powerful man mm. on the planet, mm. Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. And so in Exodus 7 verse 1, God says to Moses, see, mm. which is whenever God says see, it's vision. Mm. See, mm. I have made you mm. as God mm. to Pharaoh. You can't go in there as slave. You can't even go in there as sheep herder mm. you can't even go there in son-in-law of a priest of midian mm. you have to go in yeah. there and you have to behave in accordance with the vision mm. that i've given you as deliverer of my people from 10 generations of mm. bondage mm. i need you to see mm. yourself differently wow. and and uh, and that that has probably been you know because we're all wrought with insecurities mm. and so my biggest thing is the vision you know, allowing it to shape who I believe that I am. Very good. And it's so uncomfortable. Man, I, you mm. know, I would meet with business leaders 10, 15 years older, and the whole meeting, my palms would be sweating. I'd be so intimidated. You know, Paul writes to Timothy and says, command those who are rich to yeah. be generous. I'm well, thinking, yeah. you know, I, if, if this guy gives, I'll just be glad for him to give. But to actually... And he's running to Timothy while he's young. Yeah. Command those to yeah. who are rich. Well, I, can't, I can't command this guy because I was... And God's like... Because you got you got you know vision issues, you've wow. got identity issues. Wow. You need to let the vision. You need to be able to sit in a meeting with a sixty-five-year-old guy who's a multimillionaire, and you need to be able to command him. And I'd love to tell you, I'm there yeah. already. I'm yeah. not. I'm not where I was, but yeah. I'm not where I know I need to be. Yeah, well, but as part of letting that vision, very good, shape you. That's great. So you're saying with that vision, God will always give you an authority to go with that vision yeah. if we're willing to, yeah. to lay hold. He gave Moses the authority to yes. go with his vision. Yeah, that's crazy. So one of the other big things, and uh, and we're kind of coming to an end here, but yeah. one of the big things is often people are scared of vision. And I found this a lot. It's a lot of guys are actually scared of big vision. Now they won't admit this, mm. but they're very scared of big vision because it's a it's a big vision. Like, this is a big thing. God, are you serious? Um, but what I've found is that the reason why a lot of people are scared of big vision is because they think the big vision is all on their shoulders. It's all about yeah. them. And they're not willing to actually open their eyes to understand that we need to share it amongst yeah. people. Now, we've done that here really well. Um, the ability to be able to give away 
you know, parts of the vision yeah. and have enough yeah. security, yeah. Um, enough trust and belief in people to say, actually, you know what, this is this is a big vision. You know, yeah. church is, is made up of, you know, a lot of people, but I'm willing to trust you with a piece of that vision. Yeah. And again, I think that's maybe what stops people from uh, fulfilling great big vision because they're not yeah. willing to give piece, yeah. piece of it away. Yeah. You know I mean, what would you encourage people out there, you know, in that? How would you encourage them to be more releasing yeah. with vision? I think, first of all, Pastor James, just what you said, like if, if, if we believe that I'm the man of God and I'm called alone, you know, even Jesus, who was God in a human body, yeah. built a team yeah. and distributed responsibilities yeah, amongst well, the team, yeah. said to them, the works that I do, greater works than these will you mm, do. Mm. So there's a lot of leaders that, that, that are too insecure to even believe that somebody who's their underling is going to do greater works than them. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's first. Of all. So you've got to be good with that. Like I just met with a beautiful couple this morning that said, you know, Pastor, you know, the awakening vision that you've got, you know, of, of people winning their demographics. Well, we've got this idea and that, that we want to throw by. It's called LAF, L-A-F. And I'm like, oh, what is it? Well, life after 50. And what we want to do is we want to get all those who are 50 plus in the church and we just want to do just some real fun events Probably not preach at it unless you think we need to. I'm like, don't preach at it. Just make it fun. Yeah, great. Just connect, have right. breakfast, do dinners, you know, throw parties, yeah, you know, yeah. do that kind of stuff because Love that's it. what they're looking for. Yeah. And these guys were, were just all lit up. And so, you know, that's that's exactly what I want them to do. They're coming up with ideas mm. to win unchurched people, to, wow. to win their friends, to give people connection and purpose and relationship. Mm, mm. And so, you know, you, you've got to be you've got to be good with other people coming up with ideas. Yeah, like I said yeah. yesterday in our management meeting, I don't want our, our boardroom to be the only hub of ideas. Something's mm. wrong. Mm. You know, if we turn the rest of our church into drones mm. and we are... You know the the yeah, brain yeah. capital yeah, of this yeah, thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to empower people that they're coming up with ideas, mm. and you know they may come up with an idea that fails. But you know what? Um, Thomas Edison had you know what? You know ninety nine yeah. failures before he hit the uh, yeah. you know. So you it's know true. it's the same thing. We, we've got to be we've got to be good at letting other people be champions. You know that. if it, it Saul struggled with David being a giant slayer. Yet mm. David solved Saul's greatest problem. Mm. And I think sometimes we have a Saulish mentality. I'm the king, I'm the authority, and I've got to, you know, I've got to make all the wins and I've got to yeah. hit all the home runs and I've got to be the star. No, mm. you don't. Mm. Saul, you look good because, you know, David went into bat for you. Yeah. And you've got to get good with, with that. You've got to get good with championing your people. Mm. And I think it's a big, you know, the big thing is, one of the things we've asked, we often ask around the table and in different meetings here for our listeners, it's not so much, uh, this is where Pastor Jürgen's been very releasing in, is that it's not so much here's what I see, it's also what do you see? Mm. And I think one of the biggest ways to get people bought into a team, bought into the into the vision, is actually, well, what do you see mm. in the vision? And, some, and it actually creates this beautiful diversity that makes the vision even yeah. more yeah. grand yeah. you know because now they're bringing pieces yeah. to the table and we're all together yeah. and their ownership level goes the yeah. whole it's so whole of the place because yeah. now they're owning the vision not just receiving it yeah do you know what i mean it's a two-way yeah. street and then you know one of the one of the biggest things that we've seen the ugly side of ministry is exclusion mm. the power of inclusion and nothing says inclusion like uh giving somebody a voice to to contribute yeah I love that. When, when 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 people feel like they can make a contribution to the mm. to the conversation mm, mm. and it's and it's heard and it's listened to it's not just like well, what would you know you're just a janitor but when 
someone at that table, you're invited to the table because your thoughts mm. matter. Mm. Immediately that person feels not just included, but they feel valued and they feel yeah. intelligent. Yeah. And if you make people feel intelligent, they'll behave intelligent. Mm. If you make people feel stupid, they'll behave stupid. Mm. And so what we've got to do is, in that, you know, inclusion. Inclusion yeah, yeah. garners contribution. Contribution raises value. Love when it. you Now what you've got is you've got not one brain, mm. but you've got hundred brains mm. that are engaged at problem solving, at winning the Great. city, at making the vision come to pass. I honestly believe that God gives you a vision but doesn't give you all the dots. You know, like my, my little yeah, daughter, yeah, yeah. she's four, she loves doing join the dots. Yeah. And it's simple because one, two, you know, 47, 48, 40. But I reckon that what God does is God gives you a vision but he doesn't give you all the numbers and probably doesn't even give you all the dots. And it's a problem and it's a puzzle wow. Wow. that you alone are not able to solve. Wow. You've actually got to solve it collectively. That's great. And uh, and most people, mm. it's just our, our sinful pride. We want to say, God gave me a vision and I put it all together myself. I did it my way. Yeah, yeah. No one in heaven's going to be there because they did it their way. That's right. We're in heaven because of what someone else did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus did it for us on That's the cross. Right. Yeah. And likewise, you know, the way that we fulfill the vision is by developing and releasing the greatness Great. in the yeah. people around. And we have mm. to recognize that. And that's mm. what vision is. Vision is seeing. Yeah. Vision is seeing beyond, well, they come from a dysfunctional home. Well, you know, they're, they're out of the commercial world. They used to sell commercial real estate. You've got to see beyond the external. Yeah. And you've got to see the God, God potential in those people. Love it. And then champion that and bring it out. Very good. That's vision. That's good. That's vision. And there's so much in that. So, hey, you know, we may talk about it again in another episode because there's so much in vision. But, hey, we, we hope you got a lot out of it. And, again, you know, start to think about that for yourselves. Is your vision clear? Uh, is it practical? Is it portable? And uh, so you can actually help other people to run with it. Man, that's cool. I like it. Well, hey. I love it. It's been another great episode. We hope you enjoy it. And uh, make sure you jump on our website, c3sandiego.com. And check out our podcast. We've had some good podcasts coming out. Great lately. podcast. We've been getting a lot of lot of tweets. So tweet us back and tell us how much you enjoyed it. J- at James underscore Muzzer yep. or at Jurgmeister J U R G M E I S T E R. Yes. Uh, let us know how much you, you you liked it, enjoyed it, and then likewise if there's any topics that you yeah. want discussed or questions. Yeah. That you what are want. the hardest things you're facing right now in your ministry or leadership life? And uh, we don't have all the answers, but hey, we we might be able to shed some light on it. Cool. Exactly. And we'll see you at Empower Conference June 27 or 29. It'll blow you away. See you there. See you guys. Mm-hmm.